What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha. And today we are going to be talking about what we've been reading. Yeah. The past few weeks. Which is what, you know, we don't do on any of our other podcasts. We never talk about what we're reading. So <laughs> welcome to our new one where we talk about what we're, what we're reading. reading. This is like a new thing we're trying to do. And we thought it would be easier because I can't keep up ever. And it's not easier because... I don't know. She still can't keep up. I still can't keep up. (laughs) And I have all these things that I'm reading at the same time. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the worst. How many books are you reading right now? Um, I can tell you. Let me grab my... I just finished The Investigators with Hayden. What's that? It's about uh, two alligators who are investigators. (laughs) (laughs) And they're part of the A-team at their investigation company called Suit. And they use the toilets to, you know, Travel? shoot around town. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And uh, it's like a little, it's kind of giving, it's giving Captain Underpants-esque vibes. Because it's like a comic book style, like, story. Right. But it's like a billion pages long. I don't know how long the last one is, but it was forever. Um, Hayden really likes it. I think it's for your kid. I really enjoy Captain Underpants a lot more than I enjoy this, but... For your kid. It's for your kid. Come by and grab one. There are four books, four or five books along now, so it's a good one to start. Nice. And it's all in color, so 2024. <laughs> <laughs> As if nothing has been in color for the past, what, 50 years? I know, but I know some, some of the black and white, they're, like some of those are still in black and white. Like Captain Underpants, those were originally came out in black and white. Back in my back in my day, back in Nam. Yeah, two hundred and eight pages for Investigators Book Two. Take the plunge. Well, are about, you telling me to take the plunge? Yeah, take the plunge. Read it, to Samuel. It's about a robot who gets like hit by this weird combining truck like code, and when he tries to hug people, he combines them into the thing that they're holding, hmm. and it's like, it's funny. Sounds good. It's funny. I like it. I, I don't know. I like I like those little cutie doodle things. What was I telling you? Oh, how many books am I reading? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Goodreads, you can. I don't know how to tell you how to do that, but follow me on Goodreads. <laughs> and you can see all the things that I'm reading all the time. What's the what's your favorite book? Your most favorite book that you're reading right now? What's your least favorite? Uh, Children of Time is my least favorite by Adrian Tchaikovsky. So why don't you just DNF it? Um. Well, it's not that it's like awful. Do you like to participate in self torture? No. By... <laughs> so. So the reason why? Okay, so I picked up Children of Time because this is like a hard science fiction. This is, like, not fantasy at all. This is just sci-fi. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people really like this book who are in, like, the fantasy community and are, like, recommending this all over the place. And they're saying, like, it's such a brilliant, like, look, like, entry into sci-fi. And not that I need an entry, but, you know, I was really intrigued because they say it's so, like... You're no sci-fi noob. No. And they were saying, like, it's really well-developed and it's so thought-provoking, but it's also got horror in it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that's for me. You know what I mean? So I pick up the book. I buy the book because I'm so sold, all right? 
I pick it up and I'm like, how far am I? I'm 12%. <laughs> and so I didn't know, because it's not in the like the synopsis, like the description, that it's about sentient spider monsters that like, it's about this virus that goes, that so the, humanity goes into space and terraforms a planet and this woman is trying to create this virus that escalates evolution in monkeys so that she can be the god of this planet okay i don't understand yet and so she's she her plan gets all thwarted and this virus gets shot down to this planet with no monkeys on it pew 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 and then she gets put in like stasis in the like orbit of this planet to try to not die Mm -hmm. and then while this virus is down there it doesn't have anything to cling to so it gets like it infects the spiders and so the spiders start crawling around and when they breed obviously as far as evolution is they start growing up and becoming like cognizant sentient having a conscience like processing developing languages and societies and stuff like that and then along comes the last remnants of earth because every single time (laughs) earth just wants to be doing stuff like that earth do be doing that they do be doing the wrong thing and it's like got alien kind of vibes to it where they stumble upon the wrong thing yeah (laughs) and so i'm to the part where i think they're gonna go down and it's like these flashbacks to the spider and what the spider is going through because there's something that's going to wipe out the population on this planet. But then Earth is trying to, like, survive as well. And I think it's going to end up being this epic about, you know, humans with alien life and how they mix together to try to exist together. Mm -hmm. And it's really not what I thought, and I really don't enjoy bugs. So I'm having a struggle with it because I don't really like talking about how the spiders talk to each other because they use their little blah, 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 blah things and Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to read a book. I don't think that I could read a book about any kind of like animal slash insect where like it was the main character and you were reading through an animal. Yeah, I will admit though that that is pretty I just don't like the bugs thing. I could do other stuff. It's just the idea that it's a spider. I don't know, man. I'm real picky about bugs. But it is pretty clever because it does feel alien. Because there's a lot of times where people write science fiction and they bring aliens to Earth and the aliens are literally just carbon copies of, like, humanity. Yeah. And so this really makes the actual alien element feel alien because I don't know how a spider processes and, like, talks and how, like, their reactions and things like that. So this is, like, brand new, like, building blocks and territory. I just know that it's very slow and it's hard for me to digest because I'm not a fan of the, like, arachnid element. But I still would recommend it to people because I don't think it's, like, a one or two stars. I just think that maybe... I should have read more reviews before I purchased it. So if you want to read it, it's Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Um, and that starts with a T-C-H. His last name. So, and it's a series if you're interested. And um, we do have it. So you should, yeah, come pick that up. It's it's interesting. For all fans of uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Pick up. <laughs> 
<laughs> pick up children of time. I think a lot of you'd be pleasantly surprised. It's just probably not. It wasn't the. It wasn't the pick for me. But I am gonna try to get farther before I really try to DNF it. So, what is your least favorite thing you're? How many books are you reading? Um, I'm only reading two right now. Oh. And I've stopped the one that I was reading first. I've stopped everything. Dropped everything for House of Flame and Shadow, the third book of Crescent City. Yeah, that um, released. Yesterday. Yeah, it released yesterday on um, January thirtieth. But I don't think I have like a least favorite because I'm obviously I'm rereading Zodiac Academy to get ready for the um, ninth book releasing, which we don't have this series, but I am determined to get it. So I'm gonna make Beth Ann get this series for me. I'll recommend it to Dawn. And at least like get it, you know, on like Libby. I don't know. As long as we have an ebook. Oh yeah. But I don't think that we have the ebooks either. But I think it's a great series. Yeah, let me look actually. If we so I'm currently I've I've read books one through eight and a half, and I'm currently doing my reread. I'm on number three. Um. And did you find it? Okay. So we don't have it, but we're gonna get it. We will not let you guys down, but. I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to talk too much about it just in case that we can't get it. But um, House of Flame and Shadow, I don't think those are it. Okay. No. But I had to do a reread of Crescent City book one and two for House of Flame and Shadow um, that I recently just finished. And yeah, so House of Flame and Shadow came out yesterday and I'm on 20% and it's already insane. And I've got so many theories and I'm already freaking out. Um, and I'm also going to get Beth Ann to read Crescent City. She's going to love it. I am determined to read, is Crescent City the first one? Crescent, House of um, Earth and Blood is the first one. I keep thinking that Crescent City is the name of the first book and the series, but I'm No, Crescent City is the series, um, House of Earth and Blood, House of Sky and Breath, House of Flame and Shadow. Yes. I have the first two. So far, (laughs) so far this book is my favorite and I can't say why but it's definitely my favorite so far um if you haven't read books one and two if you finish book two you'll know what I'm talking about if you does it wrap up a lot of things that are loose in the first two books no it just adds on it's adding on in a way that I cannot say ah spoilers Um, um but I would say can't believe I'm saying this, but I think that Crescent City might be my favorite series of Sarah J. Maas. Like her world. Her world. Hmm. Yeah, I am, what, how many chapters into the first book? I am determined to finish, um, I was going to finish this first book this month, but then I am trying to read through Sunbringer by Hannah Kainer and a bunch of other things that I've because I'm slow, okay? <laughs> but I am going to read that book this year. I am. I think that you have to get... So when I started the first book, I was... It's like an info dump. Like it, the first... I'd say the first fourth of the book. Once you get through 
about a fourth of the book, then it's just, because it takes it really, off. I mean, it's a romanticy. It really is. But also, I will say about Sarah J. Moss that she, or Mass, how do you say her name? Mass. Mass. Sarah J. Mass. That she also is, it is also a, like a high fantasy, rom, it's a high romanticy. There you go. A high romanticy. A high romanticy. Because she very much takes seriously her world building. Yeah, and the world building in this series is insane. It's pretty complex. And her magic systems and things like that, she really adds a lot more into these. These books are huge. I mean, they're equivalent to what you would go in and, like, the regular fantasy books, the big thick boys, the big long. Yeah. You know, this is that, but for romanticy fans. So if you're looking for, like, a big mix of those things this is that for you. Like, if you want to do romantic, but also have, like, a a high fantasy, like, or a hard fantasy, then this is the mix of that. Yeah. So I'm hoping what it'll do is that it'll scratch the itch that I need and also introduce me to romance that way. That I, I'm just... I'm hoping that I'll really like the main characters, and I know the main character is a female, and that's the other thing I'm kind of struggling with. But maybe... Maybe it'll change me. Maybe it'll change me. I, I would don't know. Say, I would say Bryce. Bryce Quinlan is the main character of um, Crescent City. And I would say she is my favorite female character in the Massiverse. The Massiverse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. And I have the second one. Um, so that's the goal. One of the goals for this year. I've set some pretty big goals for myself this year. And I'm hoping that I can deliver on all of those occasions. So, if you haven't read Crescent City, join me. And you can start here, right? I mean, you can pick this up and not have read everything else, right? No. You need to read um, A Court of Thorns and Roses. You need to read that series first before Mm. you read Crescent City. Not telling you why, but just read it first. I have read the first two books, two and a half books of Crescent City. But I know spoilers. Because Justin and Samantha have read all of them. Yes. We did spoil them. Chat, chat, chat. But I wasn't going to finish them because it wasn't quite at my alley. Um, That's a lot different. A Court of Thorns and Roses is a lot different of a feeling than Crescent City is. So I will do that. It's not the same. Crescent City is modern day. Kind of like, I would say like kind of like a fey FBI type situation. I would see that. It's like in present times, Akatar is a little bit in the past. Yeah. Like, you know, you're kings and queens and... Right. Royalty and yeah. like villages and you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that that'll go really well. I also read a very depressing book. It was It oh, was no. really good. <laughs> It was really good, but it was really depressing. It's called If You Tell by Greg Olson. And this is um, a true crime nonfiction. Um, So I'm just going to read the synopsis because you know how I am. After more than a decade, when sisters Nikki, Sammy, and Tori Notek hear the word mom, it claws like an eagle's talons, triggering memories that have been their secret since childhood until now. For years behind the closed doors of their farmhouse in Raymond, Washington, their sadistic mother, Shelley, subjected her girls to unimaginable abuse, 
degradation, torture, and psychic terrors. Through it all, Nikki, Sammy, and Tori developed a defiant bond that made them far less vulnerable than Shelly imagined. Even as others were drawn into their mother's dark and perverse web, the sisters found the strength and courage to escape an escalating nightmare that culminated in multiple murders. I feel like confessions ruined you. Yeah. And now you're reading some crazy crap. Yeah. This is probably going to be like, I don't know. I probably won't read any more like true crime. I'm not a big fan of reading true crime. I'd rather like watch a documentary. Documentary. Um, it was really good, but it's also like super depressing, especially to like spend like days and days reading it. Um, basically it was just about this mom that was like, I mean, she was messed up since she was like a little girl. Like you knew, like when it was telling about her childhood in, um, the past, you knew she was like a psychopath. Like, she was showing, like, those those tendencies. tendencies. Yeah. And so she just grew Mm -hmm. up, and she would do, like, insane things. And then she had kids, and she abused the heck out of them horribly. Uh, Trisha read this after Samantha did, because Trisha and Samantha read faster than I do. And I had it on my TBR. And after they had read it, they told me, don't pick this up. You don't think this book is for you. And I was like, okay, well... And then they explained a lot of the things that had happened in the book. And I was like, yeah, this has, like, every trigger warning. (laughs) Yeah, it's very descriptive. And, um, yeah, it was just... I think the element that it's real. And not that, like, the things in fiction books can't be real and that don't don't happen. I guess you're, like, protected by that element of this this particular situation Mm -hmm. didn't actually happen. So you have that weird, like, mental, like, lie to yourself that protects you a little bit because I'm not shy about like delving into different things and reading different things but the fact that I think I don't know because I have children and not that you don't but it just weighs on my conscience more yeah and the fact that she was so abusive and she was married three times Mm -hmm. and she abused every single one of these people and not one time did any of these ex-husbands ever try to get these kids out yeah The craziest part to me was, is that she would, so she would befriend all of these people that were, like, just in, like, bad situations in their life and were lonely, and they would, she would move them in, and then she would just be so nice to them, and then after a while. Like, this of, like, let me help you, let me anchor, people are, like, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, she would just start abusing them, and then they, they would just, like, it was just crazy to me, they would just be so they would stay yeah they would be so just manipulated uh, mentally like gone that they would just be like this is the best option for me oh my gosh and the fact that like and like the fact that she strategically knew Mm -hmm. who she could get her meaty little claws into that would so weak-minded and so hurt to stay because listen you talked to me crazy one time (laughs) we're we're gone like that's it we are out of here because, you know, she knew who she could snatch and manipula- manipulate and control. And, like, and and we're not even, and what the crazy thing Samantha's not even saying is, is that these people die. She murdered people. Yeah, she would, like, starve them and beat them so badly that they would just, I mean, 
they wouldn't be dead, but she would just be like, we have to do something. This is it. We have to get rid of them because... I, I mean, can't get any more out of you, essentially. Sick. I don't know why they're sick, you know? Oh, my gosh. I cannot. And that's why I am not going to pick this book up. But if you really love true crime, this is one of those. It reminded me a lot of Lost Boy. The Lost Boy or something. Is that what it's called? Mm. The OG, like, abuse case Oh, book. no. It's called um, A Child oh, Called It. A Child Called It. That's right. The lo- I think Lost Boy is his second book maybe. that he wrote. Maybe. Yeah. Child called it. Yes, it's. Would you agree that it's along those lines? Yeah. And so this, I think, I don't, I don't know. Like, this was a lot more descriptive than that book, though. I think. And that book, to me, was extremely descriptive when I read it a long time ago. And if you really like true crime, I think you'll. I mean, because it's written by their psychiatrist mm. or. I'm a not medical? sure who it's written by. Mm. I know a guy interviews the children be able to get the story and yeah. I think that you said the mother is out of prison now yeah she just got out um in 2022 I think oh man I just free to roam the streets Whew. I don't even know like that's insane to me the fact that she I don't know the fact that she didn't get like multiple life sentences is insane to me it is especially all the abuse and like like she killed three people like Brutally, she like burned their bodies and hid their bones. She at one point Jeez. she she had she had one lady's bones in a jar. She just had it in a jar in her bedroom. And I'm like, and this is a true story, folks. This is she mm-hmm. only got like 20 years, I think. Uh, I have to sneeze. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy but like the cops did not believe them at all for i think it took three years for the cops to finally arrest her and investigate the case yeah like they they were given like legitimate proof and it took them three years that's insane to me it really is like i if i was that cop i'd be like dang i gotta quit now because i done messed up you done messed up a.a ron and she kills her nephew too Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, pick this book up. Go ahead. I ain't, but you can. All you true crime lovers. I've kind of gotten, like, out of true crime. I used to be really into true crime, and now I'm just... Eh, freaks me out. I feel like... Now, if you... This would be a cool conversation to have with, like, a true crime junkie on the podcast. Because I want to know how you have the capacity... To keep going back to it. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Or if that's like all you read. Because I read something like this. Like confessions. I am satisfied for a very long time. Because it the mental toll that it takes. And like the emotional damage that it impacts on me is too much. And I don't think that that could be my preferred reading all the time. I think time. that was easier for me because it was fiction. Yes. And that's what I'm saying is like. I don't think I could read things like this over and over and over and over and over again. It's good to have a dose of reality of, like, the state of the world and stuff like that because this stuff happens. This isn't probably the first or only. You know, it's unfortunate that it's this way. But I want to know what drives you back. Is it just the taboo nature of it? Is it the, like, recesses of the human mind that you love? Why? Tell me why. Tell us. Why you love true crime so much? 
Yeah. Not I'm, that I don't. It's just... I think I like more, um, which is going to sound bad, but I like learn, I like reading about serial killers. Like, you know, like the more famous ones. Yeah. That did, like, crazy stuff. Because it's just like... How do you get away with it? Yeah. How how did you get away? Like, Ted Bundy, how, how did you do all those things? I feel like also that back in the day, those things were so much easier to cover up because the technology isn't the same. Yeah, that's true. But even today, there are so many people who get away with so many things. I'm just like, how? I think a lot of stuff also was, like, ignored back, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, They wouldn't investigate. They wouldn't get into it and investigate. Especially, like, with child cases and stuff. A lot of that stuff has changed a lot. Yeah. In the past, in my lifetime at least. Um, yeah. Ooh. I mean, how many times, I don't know if you watched the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer document or the show. Oh, I couldn't do but, it. But, yeah, it was really disturbing. But, like, how many to- how many times did the cops go to that guy's apartment? The co- A kid literally came out and said, this dude tried to, like, kill me. Like, he came out, he ran out of the apartment and was like, help me like this guy is trying to like murder me like he just tried to didn't the apartment smell like they took him back to the apartment dude did the kid get eaten no uh mm, i think he did yeah no uh, are I you serious i forget don't quote me on that i forget if he okay i don't want to say he got eaten but i'm pretty sure he got eaten what? I love how we're having a conversation. I don't know. <laughs> this is okay. insanity. All I remember is that the cops were like, you're lying. Come with us back up to this apartment. No. Um, I can't remember if that guy got away or if he ended up like, if they ended up putting him like back into the apartment and he got <sighs> killed. But yeah. But didn't he I'm have- pretty sure that he died because that was like, the crazy thing that everybody was talking about, like how the cops. But the woman who called a million times and like the, the his smells neighbor, yeah. and everything that came from the apartment, all the smells. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that was a big. Why couldn't you walk in there and smell like something doesn't smell correct? It was it's a like, big, big mess up. <laughs> big mess up. Holy Like, moly. bro had a jug of like bodies, like in his bedroom. Like, how do you. How. Okay, you know what? Oh. Do a welfare check. Like, search yeah. the apartment. How, Especially if somebody's calling on this person Open a up the fridge. Time. Open the fridge. Oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't know. This is all for you true crimeies out it there. It was crazy. Like, they could have caught him Woo. way earlier, you know, when he didn't kill five billion people and eat them. But Oh, my gosh. I just... See, this is why I just read fantasy, because it's such a... Yeah. I read humor fantasy now. This is my niche. This is what I've come to love, everyone, is fantasy with humor in it. I just want to laugh. I just want to have a good time. I just want to sit here and kill some dudes and laugh. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what that's what I want to do. I want to kill the baddies, and I want to laugh about it, and I want to crack a joke every now and again. <laughs> I can't, I cannot get into, I don't know why, like, I can't get into any kind of, like, comedy. Like, the only comedy that I've been able to get into is The Office, because it's such, like, 
dry I, I humor. I appreciate the ops a lot more now than I did that back then. Oh, I'll, I'll be sitting there, like, cry-dying laughing. It's so good, and it's so cringe, and that's the point, man. That's the point. I'm reading The Crew right now, and I've requested this for a purchase. So, um, hopefully you'll be able to get it, but I am going to talk about it because I'm not really allowed to, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> But this is something I've stumbled across, and this is actually a um, self-published or an indie author is what um, I guess they, the technical term is an indie author or a self-published author. And the crew is <laughs> Not about... Not to be confused with authors and indie. Yeah, very true. Um, because way back when, when I was little, indie artists were like, oh, everybody's from Indianapolis? Yeah, They're so famous. That's what I thought, too. Um, <laughs> they Indiana did us represented. <laughs> But this is um, by Sadir Samir. I believe that's how you say it. I am not... I, I, he's from the Middle East. Sounds right. I do not know how to pronounce this. Um, please forgive me for butchering it. Um, but this is a um, fantasy that is set in a Middle Eastern-esque city called Akrab. And it's about a city who's ruled by something called a Bone Lord. And the Bone Lord protects the city from god dust and god dust is used by criminals and it's kind of like cocaine okay and they snort this god dust and they become which like i said is made from the bones of dead gods they snort it and they become parts of the god and exhibit all these different magical powers and so the bone lord is supposed to protect people from using this they mine it for their armies just in case they are, like, attacked and then the armies can have the dust and then protect the cities and stuff. But the Bone Lord has become corrupt. And she's using people called dusters, who are people who are affected by the god dust, who have these crazy abilities. And she's murdering um, all the demons in the city. So humans and demons are supposed to be able to live together in harmony and there's a lot of segregation and a lot of persecution and things like that happening against these people. And it's about this man who used to work for the Bone Lord who gets this ragtag team together um, to go and assassinate her. And one of the main characters' name is Varcade, and he's an educator, and he's run away from being an educator, and he kills people with two swords, and he's outlandish and funny, and he cracks jokes all the time he's never serious and him and it's his story on overthrowing this government and running away from his brother and this weird religious sect that punishes people for doing the wrong things there's so many things about this book and so many cool little moments and parts of it that make you chuckle that are very very interesting um and I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really good read this year. You should definitely pick it up if you want a different take on fantasy. And it's also got some representation and stuff in it from the author, the settings, and stuff like that. I think this might fill in a reading challenge for you. And it's a good way to get started in different fantasy humor because it's not as, like, satirical and hilarious as, like, Dungeon Crawler Carl. <laughs> but it is, like, a big step down from that. And I think you probably would like this a lot more than you'd like that, especially since the concept is so different than anything I've ever read. Um, it's great. It is so good. Would you say that you, like, you're a fan of uh, bro humor? I I am. 
which is, I don't know if I should be judged for that. <laughs> like locker room, <laughs> locker room dude talk. I unfortunately have realized that I'm a huge fan of that. I really, I don't know why. It's horrible. <laughs> it is really a disgrace. Dude, it I've is. had I've had literally something in my eye this entire time. So I've just like you can't see me, but been digging I'm at just your been digging. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should pick up the crew by Sadir Samir. Sadir S. Samir. Um, he is currently in process of writing book two. I'm hoping that we can purchase this and you can read about Barcade and him being chased by his brother Vashi as Vashi runs the land, beating people up for being rude. As he should. As he should, I guess. I don't know. You say the wrong things and you don't make the right choices, then you need educated, and he's going to beat you up, punch yep. you in the face until you say sorry, and then fist bump you and walk away. <laughs> it's perfect. It just happens. It just happens that way. You know, sometimes you need a little one-two smackaroo. But you guys need to pick up one of these books that we suggested, because we suggested like 27 books to you guys. We did, actually. All 10 out of 10s. Not Children of Time. Okay, not um, Spider-Man book, but... But you might like it, and you should try to pick up Children of Time if you really want to jump into a hard sci-fi. If you haven't read sci-fi and you just want to go all in... Yeah. Just for your first time, Children of Time. Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. The crew by Sadir S. Samir. Um, Well, obviously... I was going to say Crescent City again, but what's it called? Uh, well, the Crescent City Trilogy. By Sarah J. Mass. Yes. Um, and? Zodiac Academy. Um, we're going to be ordering that. I'm going <laughs> to get on the ball. <laughs> so you can pick it up? Order it for me. <laughs> yes. And then what's the name of the true crime? Um, if if you tell. By? Greg Olson. Perfect. Look at that. You've got yes. some more books for your TBR. Not that you need it anymore this year, but, you know, yeah. that... We, we'll never finish our TBRs. That's just no. the facts. We just like it. It's a hobby to add things to your TBR. I'm going to, I think I'm going to count my books on my shelf this weekend. Oh, God. I'm going to count all of my books. I'm going to count my books that I've read. And then I'm going to count my books that I haven't read. <laughs> which is like probably 95% of my shelf. And I'm going to write it down and let you know. Ugh, that's, um, that's one of my goals this year is to read a lot of my physical TBR, and that includes my Kindle storage space. Because I know for darn good and well that a lot of those on there I own and haven't read. Yeah, I, I do have a lot on my Kindle that I'm just like... Yep. Well. And if you're looking for more humor fantasy, hit me up. I've got a bunch in line to read this year as well, so... Right. Go to Beth Ann for the humor fantasy. Come to Samantha for the romanticy. But, um, we got you. <laughs> we got you covered. All right. Well, check out some books. Let us know what you think about any of these books we suggested. If you've read them, you can feel free to email us, talk to us about them off yeah. the books at khcpl.org. Um, and we hope you guys join us for our next few episodes and hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.